This podcast was produced by Big Night Media, a proud partner of Big Night Entertainment. And you know what? It's really fun to be here. Y'all know that theme music. What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up? How we doing, how we doing? And welcome to episode 215, episode 215 of the Banner Banter Podcast. I am your host and favorite Boston Celtics season ticket holder, Timmy G. How's everyone doing? You can find me on the Twitter machine at Banner Banter 18 or on Facebook and Instagram at Banner Banter Podcast. And as you know, I'm part of the Big Night Media team with some great podcasts like the Wicked Fast Podcast with the iconic and one-of-a-kind Brian Bell. Drinks after work, eat the damn cake. I'm the promoter. He's the DJ. Music you're missing. A chance to strive. No limits with Kevin Cooney. Be fit. Thirty flirty and surviving. Daycations and so many other great podcasts. You can always check out Card Vault Breaks if you're in your sports cards on whatnot. YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram, or you can go check them out in person down at Patriot Place or at Foxwoods Resort Casino. You can always follow Big Night Media on Instagram at Big Night Media, and you can support the podcast as well by going to BigNightShop.com and getting yourself some Banner Banter Podcast merchandise. And if you haven't heard, but sports gambling is legal now in the state of Massachusetts, and you can use the code XBNBANTER. Again, XBNBANTER. Okay, got it? Do you want me to say it one more time? Okay, fine, I will. XBNBANTER to get a $100 bet credit when you place a $20 bet on the Win Sports betting app. XBN Banter. $100 credit when you place a $20 bet. And if you or a loved one are experiencing problems with gambling, please call 1-800-327-5050. Now, before I begin the podcast today, I get Give a shout out to the VT boys, the Vermont boys that I hung out with yesterday before the game at the Greatest Bar. They said I wasn't going to give them a shout out or they weren't going to listen if I didn't give them a shout out. But here I am giving them a shout out. Great meeting you guys yesterday. Great hanging out with you. Let's talk about game one, shall we? So the Boston Celtics win game one of their best out of seven series in round one against the Atlanta Hawks, 112 to 99. Next game will be at TD Garden on Tuesday night, April 18th at 7 p.m. Just a reminder, new podcast out after every single playoff game. Great. Uh, right off the bat, I mean, everyone came into the game healthy. Uh, everyone came out of the game healthy, too. Now, Jalen Brown obviously had his uh, his little planting injury. Like, what do they call him? A green green thumb? Is that what they call people like that? But anyways, uh, his little injury in between his right index and middle finger, the, the padding there, he said it kind of like broke open and... Excuse me. Oh, there's there's the weekly burp or the every podcast burp, I should say. Um, he said it's you know it broke open a little bit, but he's fine and hopefully he'll be one million trillion percent okay by round two. Obviously, this is an injury that's going to take a little 
a little while to heal. I'm not concerned about it, but it's um, it's not ideal in any way, shape, or form, if that makes sense. So let's break down game one, shall we? And then we'll talk about the sudden out of the game, and then I'll talk about what I'm looking for in game two from the Boston Celtics. So right off the bat, the Celtics controlled the glass. This was a huge reason why they were up 10 at the end of the first quarter. I mean, don't get me wrong. It also helped that Tatum attacked the rim at will whenever he wanted. He may not have gotten the calls that he wanted, and that's okay. Eventually, he will get them, but he was able to do whatever he wanted whenever he wanted. He was 6-10 from the floor. Um, I think he had three boards and was a plus 10 overall. I think at one point at the end of the first quarter... Tatum had 15 points and the Atlanta Hawks had 16 or it was it was something along those lines. Well, I mean, luckily for the Boston Celtics, the, the Hawks did shoot 0 of 9 from 3 in that first quarter, which was a huge help. And then the second quarter came around and it was the Rob Williams show. I mean, Rob Williams played 12 minutes in that first half, 10 points, three boards, two assists. His presence in the paint really slowed down guys, especially like DeJounte Murray. DeJounte Murray came out of this game like right out of the gate fast he attacked that elbow jumper that he's very good at kind of like what Jalen Brown does you know right at the elbow nice little jumper there he got like I think the the first four points for the Hawks and then Rob came in and then DeJounte Murray kind of disappeared now also in that second quarter it also helped that Missoula ball actually worked very well in this quarter since the Celtics went, what, 7 of 8 from 3 and had 11 assists in 12 minutes in that second quarter, which is pretty goddamn impressive, if you ask me. And that's exactly, that second quarter is exactly why the Boston Celtics are a very, very dangerous team in these playoffs. Because if they can play like that for three quarters at least, maybe even all four quarters, like watch out. Now, I know they're not going to go 7 of 8 from, you know, from 3 in every single quarter, but... 11 assists in 12 minutes. That ball was zipping around. zippity doo da, zippity a. It was very, very impressive. So you go into halftime. The Celtics are up 30 points. You're obviously very, like super ecstatic. They dropped 49, I'm sorry, 29 in the first quarter, 45 in the second quarter. And then the Celtics do what they do best, and that is blow big leads for no reason at all. Tatum went 0 of 4 in the third quarter. The team had five turnovers and five assists. Literally the complete and utter opposite thing. Night and day difference of the first half. They got dominated in the paint, and they only made two three-pointers. They had zero fast-break points in that third quarter compared to the Hawks' six. So you knew the Hawks were coming out with energy because they really didn't they didn't play that well in transition in the first half. And then the second half came out, and Quinn Snyder clearly focused on them pushing the ball. And listen... I don't want to say that the Celtics were lazy, but it seemed like a February road trip game. Like, yeah, whatever, who cares? We're up this much. There's no way they're going to catch up. If they do, we'll turn it on. And it was very weird, and I didn't like it. And I can't explain it because it also didn't look like they were being lazy, but that's just like what it felt like. And luckily, Jalen and Derek White kept him alive. But Jalen, even though he played the entire third quarter, was also a minus 11. So this third quarter was so weird because you could say Jalen Brown and Derek White were awesome, but I didn't like it. I I, I didn't like it at all. And listen, <laughs> like the Celtics only scored 20 points in that third quarter, which is weird, right? So it can't get much worse than that, right? Wrong. They only scored 18 points in the fourth quarter. Fourth quarter rolls around. Hawks cut the lead down to 12. And then Tatum goes one of four in that fourth quarter. 
which means he was one of nine in the second half, which isn't needed at all. So congratulations to him for you know scoring 20 points or more in 50 playoff games. He's like the fourth player ever in the NBA to do that before the age of 26 or while he's 26. I don't care about any of that stuff. Why did Jason Tatum in the first half look like an MVP and in the second half didn't look like anyone that was going to help them win this series? I don't care about any of these stats this playoff run. I really don't. I only care about Banner 18. And these type of performances in the second half cannot happen against better teams. The Celtics need to figure this out as soon as possible. So take the stats, smile, and move on. I don't care. This was a weird game overall. They held on. Missoula called timeouts the way that he should have. Rob looked healthy. So let's talk about stud and dud of the game. Shall we? Okay, great. Hit the music. And now, it is time for your Celtics stud and dud playoff edition. Okay, your stud and dud of the game round one, game one, the stud is Jalen Brown. I mean, he led the team in points, he led the team in rebounds, and everyone say it with me now, Jalen Brown is the most important player on this team. He made a great defensive play to start the game to really set the tone. He got into foul trouble in the third quarter for a little bit, and that was okay, but that didn't matter. He had his free throws, he found his spots, and refused, he absolutely refused the Hawks to get back into this game when they cut it down to 12. So Jalen Brown, bravo to you, sir. Pat on the finger, pat on the face. Your stud of round one, game one. And the dud is Malcolm Brogdon. Now, listen, I know it was his first playoff game with this team in the city. A lot of pressure. I get it. But he didn't shoot the ball very well. It just didn't seem like a Malcolm Brogdon game, which was annoying. Because like, if he makes two or three more shots in the third quarter, I mean, the game's over. The game's a wrap. Malcolm Brogdon is most likely going to win sixth man of the year in the NBA. And unfortunately, he played like the 12th man. Not number 12, because number 12 didn't play. <laughs> 20 million, that's funny. Um, but overall, Malcolm Brogdon just not the best game. And I, and I think he'll obviously make up for that. It's one game. It's not that big of a deal. But he obviously did not play very well. So he was the dud of the game. So last week in episode 214... Um, I talked about the five things I was going to look for during this uh, during this playoff run, and I'm going to talk about them after every episode to see if if it worked out for the Celtics. So, number one thing that I looked for was turnovers. The Celtics had 16 of them, not great. I can't say the first half was good since they had eight turnovers in that half, but it just seemed like the turnovers were showing up more and more in the second half, even though it was also eight in that second half. They were much sloppier with the ball overall. The ball was just sticking to their hands. The ball movement has to be fast. That's the way Joe Mazzulla likes them to play. Jalen Brown had six of those turnovers. He's still dribbling in traffic, lazy passes. When he gets to the paint, he still has a hard time trying to figure out like, oh shit, what do I do now? But that's okay. 16, not ideal. You make that 12 or 13, that's not a game because the Hawks did get some a lot of points off of turnovers as well in this game. The second thing I was looking for was three-point shooting. Celtics shot 39% from three. That's a good number. Um, if you ask me, it was, and they only took 33 of them, which again, something that, you know, I was hoping for, you know, we don't need to take 45 three pointers every single game. So they did a good job on, on that. They found different ways to score the ball, which is what I 
what I was hoping for uh, when I was talking about the preview for the Celtics playoff run in episode 214. Uh, number three, rebounding. The Hawks came into this game beating the Miami Heat in that play-in game by just controlling the boards, especially the offensive glass. The Hawks were a better rebounding team than the Celtics this year overall, but the Celtics won the rebound battle by 13. That is awesome. I love that. They did allow 14 offensive rebounds. Not great, but only 12 second-chance points. The Celtics actually got 16 second-chance points. So if the Celtics are going to rebound the ball offensively and score, (laughs) and you're going to give this team more opportunities to shoot the basketball, (laughs) good luck. But again, not ideal allowing 14 offensive rebounds, but you did exactly what you wanted them to do by dominating the boards. Number four was headspace, which in my opinion, they failed. They got a big lead, let another team get back into it for whatever reason. And I get teams make runs, but it like, I'm telling, can you imagine fourth quarter, round one, game one, Marcus, Al, Rob, Jason, and Jalen don't play. Can you imagine that? Wouldn't that be fun? Wouldn't that be nice? And then number five, the rotation. I like what Missoula did with the rotation. Quick runs for guys. um, Kept guys fresh. Hauser got a a few short runs. Number 12 didn't play, which makes sense. Not the best matchup for him in this series overall. But I would like to see less Al and Rob on the floor together in this series. I think the Hawks can really dominate that situation. Like if I'm not worried if it's John Collins and Clint Capella on the floor together. I think Jalen and Jason can handle that. I think, you know, I don't need Rob and Al out there together. I, I really don't need that. And here's the thing, because if Trey Young attacks the rim and Al's out there and Al slides down to help whatever defender is defending Trey Young, Rob's going to come from the weak side and try and block his shot. And if Trey Young throws it high above Rob's head, that leads an offensive rebound from the corner guy, which is most likely John Collins, to come in and get an easy bucket, which happened a couple times. So I don't know. I, I, I don't want to see a lot of Rob and Al, maybe in this series, out on the floor together. But besides that, I thought the rotation was great by Joe Missoula. So what can the Boston Celtics do in Game 2? Game 2 is Tuesday night at the Garden at 7 p.m. Game 3 is down in the ATL Friday the 21st, and Game 4 is Sunday back down in the ATL Again, a new podcast after every single Celtics playoff game. And all these games in this series so far will be at 7 p.m. So what am I looking for? The first is I want the Celtics to come out strong and hot again, just like they did. I thought the crowd really got into it. I thought it's, excuse me, for whatever reason, the last like three times I've had a drink, you know, before a game, I've kind of like lost my voice. So I got to do some research on that. But so my apologies here and allergies. It's just not like in these temperatures going up and down. It's fucking bizarre, kid. Wicked bizarre. But if the Celtics can come out hot again, like they did, come out with pace, come out with urgency. Um, like I, I just love the way that they came out with the game. And I thought it really threw the Hawks for a loop because our fan base <laughs> ain't the fan base that you get down at Atlanta in any way, shape, or form. It's so much better. Uh, number two, they have to be prepared They have to be prepared for the Hawks to not shoot that poorly again. There is no way in hell that the Atlanta Hawks are going to shoot 0 of 9 from 3 in the first quarter again. I think they were 1 of 16, maybe even 1 of 18 in the first half. That's just not going to happen from three. They're a good three-point shooting team. Bogdanovich, good three-pointer, uh, three, good three-point shooter. Sadiq Bey, 
Trey Young. That's not going to happen again. So they have to be prepared that if the Celtics start off hot, the Hawks may too. And to be honest with you, maybe this team is better off by having a 10 or 12 point lead versus a 30 point lead. You know, it, it, it seemed like the Hawks could never really, you know, they sure. Oh, we're up 30. They're playing lazy. Oh, now we got it down to 12. Oh shit. They're playing hard again. Like that's the type of thing I'm hoping that the Celtics can do. Just keep, you know, keep them within range, but just belittle them mentally to be like, God damn it. Why can't we cut this lead down to single digits? That's what I need. What I also need is for the Celtics to play with a lot more pace. The Celtics only had four fast break points in this game, and that's ridiculous to me because the Atlanta Hawks had 17. Get the ball and fucking run. Run, 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 run. Then they have to continue to rebound the ball. Everyone has to contribute. Everyone on the floor last night for the Boston Celtics, minus Sam Hauser, had five rebounds or more. Guess what has to continue? Exactly that. That's exactly what has to happen. Seriously. And here, just here's another thing. I know I mentioned John Collins maybe two, three minutes ago. John Collins doesn't remember high school basketball with pistols. Okay. Pistols was you point to your man, you point to your ball, you know, man, you ball. Okay. You see where the ball is. You see where your man is. Every single time John Collins is staring at the basketball, whoever is playing him or, or whoever he's guarding has to do a backdoor cut. He is clueless defensively when he's like focusing on the ball. Marcus Smart did a great job with that with Jalen Brown, but Tatum has to do it. Derek, whoever John Collins is guarding, you have to do that for the love of God. And then finally, I would like them to get more shots for Al, who only took four, and for Malcolm Brogdon because Tatum and Brown led the team with sh- with shot attempts at 23 each, which is perfect. That's great. I love it. But getting Al and Malcolm a couple more shots to really spread the floor and to really make the Hawks defend every single ounce on the floor will wipe them out because they are not a great defensive team. Now, Quinn, Sm- Quinn Snyder, their coach, is a great defensive-minded coach, but if you can spread the floor out and everyone can start hitting shots, I mean, good luck. But the Celtics need to win this game. This can't be a 1-1 game going into game three, going down to the ATL. No way, Jose. So, listen, you come out strong. You be prepared for the Hawks to throw a punch. You play with a lot more pace than you did. Continue to rebound the ball and get your old veteran guys some more shots, and you can be up 2-0 in this series. So that is it for episode 215 of the Banner Banter Podcast. Episode 216 will be out Wednesday morning, the morning after game two, just like every single playoff game. There'll be a new podcast. Remember, download the Win Sporting Bet app or the Win, the Win Bet Sports app. Sorry about that. The Win Bet Sports app. Use the code X. B N banter to get a $100 bet credit when you place a $20 bet. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe or rate the podcast. Also, Watch Parties, Studio B with Green Runs Deep, Babs on the Mic, and myself are hosting Watch Parties for every single Celtics and Bruins. If you're a Bruins fan, we're doing Watch Parties for you too. Celtics and Bruins Watch Parties, home games, away games, $5 to get in. Check it out. It's always a lot of fun. Tickets are available at Ticketmaster.com. That's it. I'm going to shut up now. Don't forget, you can follow me on the Twitter machine at BannerBanter18 or on Facebook and Instagram at BannerBanterPodcast. That's it. Toodles and noodles. X's and O's. Bye-bye. Sorry, but I'm gone. I'm history. And I dedicated my life to the Boston Celtics. I dedicated my life to the fans of 
Boston. I did my very best to please each and every one of you. Good night.